Irish NFL show. Firstly, thank you for listening to the show. We truly appreciate all our listeners. If you are enjoying the show, please consider rating, reviewing, and subscribing on whichever podcast platform you are listening on. It makes a huge difference. It helps others to find the show, and we would massively appreciate it. Also, reach out to us on social media. We love interacting with listeners and with fans from wherever you are in the world. And with that said, on with today's episode. Welcome back into the Irish NFL show as we continue our look at the week one schedule, our way too early storylines, way too early selections. And the next one, the next segment has all three of our teams in this one. So this should be really enticing one to see where we go with this. And we're going to start with your Broncos column. So I'm going to hand the floor over to you. They're going against a team that for large parts of maybe the last decade have found a way to navigate victories against the Broncos. It's the Raiders. Um, we're going to see Jimmy G in week one going in to face Russell Wilson. Broncos has three and a half point favorites for this game. Is the Sean Payton impact going to be immediate? And this plays out in a comfortable win or do you see a scenario where the Raiders still have the Broncos lumber? Yeah, I mean, the, the winning the, the last six on the bounce uh, tells you, um, you know, ha- just how bad the, the Broncos ha- have been. Um, and, I, you know, I, I still think there are many issues there. We we need to, to see what kind of season Russ has. But if Sean Payton, you know, is if it's to be a new era, this is a great way to start it because you're talking about the fiercest rivals in the division. You're talking about Josh McDaniels and also Jimmy G played against the, the Broncos last year and had a nightmare. Um, you know, the, I mean, well, it was a nightmare for, for him, but also a nightmare for everyone trying to watch uh, that that game. Possibly the Broncos Colts, the only worst game uh, that we saw in the entirety of, of last year. I, I think these are two teams who, um, you know, are coming off the back of disappointing years for for different reasons and um the broncos made the change at head coach the raiders made the change at, at qb um I, I think both are going to be in the Chiefs' shadow we're going to have to see what the chargers do but i'm going to say that because they're at home and under sean payton broncos i have them edging it but this will really i think this is a field goal game again Connor, you're quite down on the Raiders in our AFC West uh, off-season review. We, we, we did kind of call it that they've done quite well. What looks like in paper, some really strong players in the in the draft. Is there a scenario where these guys make an immediate impact and find a way to continue this trend of the Raiders beating the Broncos? Devontae Adams comes off from one, or is it, is it a Russell Wilson redemption story? Well, it depends whether Josh Jacobs is on the field or not, right? And, and that potential holdout situation if that's resolved favorably for the Raiders you know remember we spoke about this uh during during the the, during an earlier podcast Josh Jacobs gashed the Broncos twice last year they just could not handle him whatever about Devontae Adams going off Josh Jacobs loves playing against Denver and they just don't seem to be able to handle him and from a Broncos perspective you know if we wind the clock back 12 months before everything started to go south and before the pylon Everyone saw this as a roster that was an ideal choice for an Aaron Rodgers or, as it turned out, a Russell Wilson. They were plug-and-play contenders. Just that quarterback was was the way this roster was seen, and there was really good reasons for that. You know, Sean Payton didn't arrive here by accident. He could have had his choice of many teams. This is the team that he's chosen to go to. 
he's no donkey. There's a reason why he's uh, why he's looking to, to 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 ride this horse to the playoffs. Um, it all depends on on what he gets out of Russell and whether Russell is going to listen to him in a way that he wasn't listening to McTanya Hackett and didn't appear to be listening to to, to Pete Carroll. Uh, can Sean Payton unlock that? Uh, this has not been a good matchup for 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 the Raiders, so it, it's a nervy one if you're if you're back in the favorite here. Um, we'll know closer to the day whether Josh is suiting up or not. That that to me is is the determining factor right now. If if that's the case, I'd actually be leaning Raiders on this one. But if not, I'd be going Broncos. As long as it's not Sean Payton riding that horse out onto this onto the pitch before the game, and everyone might be okay. I I mean Broncos. I think uh, Jimmy G. I was yeah, he struggled there last year. I think. Week one, Broncos crowd would be really enticed by the fact of Sean Payton and, and in particular the defense and whether the Raiders offense can handle this really strong Broncos defense. I'll go Broncos in this one. The next one is a really enticing game. Arguably could have been Sunday night football, even Monday night football. It's the Dolphins. We saw a really great game late in the season last year on Sunday night football. Dolphins going to LA to South Fight to face the Chargers. Chargers from here, it's a bit of a surprise. Their favorites, two and a half point favorites. Connor, come to you first. Um, I'll jump in here. I'm going to go Dolphins. I said that on our ACE preview, off-season review, I felt that. This game is an intimidating one. We're talking about going into Denver for week one. I mean, most teams would love to go into Southway. Nice weather. Atmosphere is quite relaxed. There'll be a lot of Dolphins fans there. For me, it's an ideal scenario for two to get off to fast, fast start. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I mean, most teams w- would love to go to SoFi, but as Colin rightly pointed out the last time we were talking Dolphins, the Dolphins want to be playing at home as 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 often as possible in the early part of the season so they can take advantage of that merciless heat and the sun directed at the uh, at the away team's sideline. Um, but, you know, SoFi is effectively a home team for for, for the away team, given the, 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 the low crowd that uh, both the Chargers and the Rams attract when they play there. Um, both of these teams coming off playoff losses that happened in very different circumstances. Dolphins coming into the season and we've seen an exciting head coach. We've seen what, what looks to be a very promising culture. The Chargers, a, a, a real down, a real question mark over Brandon Staley, real question mark over the team and, and, and their locker room culture and the way that they imploded. I think this was, this one is set up for Miami. And, and I, I think you're right. I think Tua comes in here and has a has a good start to the season and they're off and run or off and swimming as the case may be. Colin, you have the Chiefs and the Broncos winning from the AFC West in week one. Are you, are you going to Chargers to be three teams coming out of the division with an open weekend win? I am actually, uh, which may be a surprise for people, but I, I think there's a huge amount of pressure on uh, Brennan Staley and the Chargers in year three. Uh, I think the fact that they've flown a little bit under the radar is good news. Uh, and I think Kellen Moore is a much better uh, fit for this offense and for Justin Herbert. Uh, they made a huge mistake um, in uh, bringing in little Joe Lombardi, uh, who I, I think may well suit like, the, the Broncos like, and that kind of slant game that uh, Sean Payton used to play under Drew Brees but when you've got a quarterback with um, the arm talent of Justin Herbert you want him to be uh, at least threatening to stretch the, the field um, it, Vic, Vic Fangio's defenses are very it, it's complex it can take players a little bit of time and now Jalen Ramsey is very experienced he will uh, slot in I think this will be um, a real kind of ding-dong battle. If it was in Miami, I'd favor the, the Dolphins. But I do think that the Chargers, a little bit like the Bills last year, coming out fast to, to start the season because they needed to move on from 13 seconds. I think the Chargers need to move on 
from that loss to, to the Jags. I have them getting a, a fast start. Interesting to see who comes out on top in this one. Dolphins travel to week two, Sunday night football to the Patriots, two opening weekends where they're on the road. So from a start, it'd be interesting to see how that game plays out. The next game, you look at it on paper and you probably feel this is an obvious one for maybe banker material, which is Seattle Seahawks hosting the LA Rams. But anyone who's watched these two he's played each other over the course of the last 10 years, no matter what the circumstances, when it was flipped on its head and the Rams are the better team, these teams always play each other close. I think they played each other in weeks 14 and week 18 last year and both games went down to the wire with Seattle scoring a touchdown and took a winning field goal in overtime for Seahawks to get over the line in week 17. They're five and a half point favorites at home, 12th man to be out. Pete Carroll seems to want to rebuild a, a defense which kind of kind of brings us back to the old school back in 2014 type of team. Connor, do you see any scenario where the Rams find a way to navigate a victory or is it similar with the Texans where they hold them? They hold themselves in the game inevitably the home team wins. Uh, I think to go back to what you said right at the outset there I think you'd be very brave to be picking a divisional game in, in any division as your banker but particularly in this one where we often see you know as we've seen that the Seahawks kind of own the rivalry with the 49ers no matter what shape they've been in as you said you know the Rams being able to put it up to the Seahawks when you might not have expected that to be the case and I, I'm again looking through the list of games and thinking who's the team that turns out to be sneaky good this year that's in that I can't believe they're actually good category and Maybe the Rams are, are are contenders for that title. You know, it, not, all is not lost in 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 LA. Um, the the F them picks era and the the Schadenfreude that comes with that, as as a lot of people see the bill being due now, and 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 are you know wish casting the Rams into years of of obscurity to to pay for going all in and trading all those number one picks for the for the role players that got them there. Well, some of those role players are still there. One that isn't though, and I think crucially, perhaps from the perspective of this game, is is Jalen Ramsey bad time to have no Jalen Ramsey and to be up against this receiver core which is electric I mean you've got Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf bearing down and you had Jackson Smith and Jigba added into the mix that's really exciting we're going to see some firepower here um question mark though did last year show us the real Gino or does Gino slip back and look a little bit more ordinary this year I think he's made of the right stuff and I think this is a this is probably a good spot for them to start the season. You wouldn't be going all in on the Seahawks, as I've, as, as I've said at the outset. I still think they'll have enough in this one. Callum, your thoughts on this one? I think Connor's a little bit higher on the Rams and the new era. I'm going to get that sense. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I do think it's um, a season in transition. Though I, I will say, I, I don't think Sean McVay would have, come, would have come back if he thought it was going to be complete tank in in ways now um when we did the kind of off-season review i said that i would like to see aaron donald remain with the the rams and i would because i think you know it would be nice to 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 see a player the the um you know premier kind of defensive player of his generation um you know finish there but they that may not happen um if he's on on the field, um, they're always in with a chance. I mean, there is that uh, photograph. I think it's two years old now, uh, and there are like two Seahawks linemen trying to hold him, and he's just pushing past him. And remember, like he, this is technically an undersized guy for a, a D lineman. I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous what he what he can do. I, I do think it'll be close. You would have to say the you mentioned the the twelve twelve man there. Yeah, the Seahawks are rightly favourites. I do think they will edge it. Um, but I I do think 
you know, McVeigh is coming back. He is a gifted offensive mind, and he he he. I probably feels he has a point to prove this year. So I expect him to um you know have an impact on the team. I don't think they will be say as bad as the Cardinals per perhaps. Um, but I think they you know it's not a it's not going to be what it was a couple of years ago. I think we'll see Pete Carroll dancing, showing the mirrors on the sideline with three or four minutes to go in the game as this game kind of fizzles out to be a Seattle win. I lied. I said the Giants were going to be in this segment of the podcast. Um, I'm wrong, but we are going to close out this part of the podcast for a real dinger. And, and here comes Connor now because this is one of the most storied franchises and most storied rivalries in the NFL. It is the Packers week one on the road in Soldier Field to face the Bears. I'm going to give this one over to you, Connor. Um, Surely the Bears are going to start the season with a victory, yeah, like, you know, like they did last year, under different circumstances. Don't be jinxing it, Brian. Yeah, it's a, it's a storied rivalry, but only because it's been around for so long. It hasn't been much of a rivalry for, for, for recent years. It's a long time since since both teams were, were competitive. Um, Bears book bookend their season, of course, with Packers games, uh, home in the opener and, and away to close the season. And it's an unusual position for the Bears to be favoured against the Packers, or indeed in any season opener. That, that, that's been a long while. Um, question for me is will they let Justin Cook and, and Will Fields be, be able to cook now he has DJ Moore now he does have some weapons around him for my money I think the, the Bears skill position players are slightly better than they're, than they're given credit for and I'm, I'm hoping that they get the chance to prove that this season um, there's been a lot of you know, good feeling coming out of Chicago and I think people Bears fans are sort of imagining that the Bears will be like the Lions of last season that they'll be a, a team that surprises to the upside that they've got something special cooking there and that they're just dying to have a chance to prove it um, equally I'm kind of impressed with the way the Packers have rallied around Jordan Love and the way they haven't let Rogers' departure you know make it feel like a dark cloud has descended over them um, I you know still think they're they're a very strong team that, you know from what we've seen of him He's had a long, long time to sit on the sideline there, and we've only really had glimpses. But you know, they're, 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 there's quite a lot of people in Green Bay who are quite high on him, and have been scarred by this before. They already had the handover from from Favre to Rogers. I, I think it will be indecent if they end up with a third in a row. But I'm not ruling it out yet. I, I'm, I'm cautiously going to tip my Bears to, to win it, but uh, I'm not feeling wildly confident about that either. Colin, this is a real tight one too. So that's Bears are two and a half point favourites and as Connor's rightly called out, it's been quite some time since they were the favourites against the Packers and, and favourites in week one. Well, bear in mind how strong Justin Fields was towards the end of the season and all the bits and pieces they've done throughout the course of the offseason to players around them. Surely this is one where the Bears get off a fast start, no? Well, the Bears have three wins against the Packers over the last decade. <laughs> and that's... A, that's... A divisional rivalry, okay? This is not the Buccaneers-Vikings that we uh, talked about earlier where they play each other kind of every four years. Um, these teams see each other every two years. So um, I I think it's funny. Connor was talking about the, the Broncos, you know, and the talk before last season started about them being, you know, a roster that was just a QB away. The Packers are a roster that is just a QB way. Like this is the, the the strangest thing about the past couple of years that the roster is so strong, but Rogers' feelings uh, were that he wanted to to move on, and so I, I I actually I think this would be a very difficult game because they have so many good pieces, they have good coaching staff, 
to be honest, if, if anything, in, in some ways, you know, moving on from Hackett and, and Rodgers might be a blessing for the, this Packers team because they don't have the drama all, all of a sudden. Uh, it, it all depends, you know. Now, I don't think, um, you know, their uh, cornerback room is doing them any favors when they're saying that, you know, he could go, he could be better than Patrick Mahomes. Um, I imagine if I'm Matt LaFleur, if I'm Mark Murphy or Brian Goodenhurst, uh, you are listening to that going, just shut up. Like, just, you know, um, ju- just say, looking forward to having Jordan on the field, have every confidence in the world in him. I think he's going to show what he can do. Um, but once you start making comparisons to Pat Holmes, um, who, uh, you know, there, there's like, he has two two MVPs, two Super Bowl uh, MVPs and two Super Bowl rings, right? The other um, quarterbacks in that conversation um, are uh, Tom Brady and Joe Montana, right? Like, stop making comparisons to Pat Holmes. It's ridiculous. Um, I, I think it'll be very, very tight. And my concern is that the Bears, as Connor has highlighted, there, there's almost too much optimism there. Um, they really need to get at... Um, at Jordan Love, but um, do they do they have the the pass rushers to to do that? That would that would be my concern. I could see the Packers bringing a surprise, and um, I think they will be. And Matt Lafleur and the entire organization will want to get a win because you know you you immediately move on from the Rodgers talk straight away if they lose. It becomes the Rodgers, and it becomes you lost to the Bears, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Tom, by this game in June, I can't imagine what I'm going to be like come week one. I'm sure maybe by then we'll have a storyline around a number of injuries, which could sway the game one way or the other. I do think, for all the Rodgers conversations and Connors touched on it, large parts of it, I think the Packers' defense will have a rebound season. They played really strong towards the back end of the season when they beat the Dolphins during example on Christmas Day. Didn't get it done in, in week 17, but held the Lions to. A reasonable amount of points. I think it was like 17, 18 points. And I think they find a way in week one to slow down fields and come out on the, on the right side of the victory in a really close game. Sorry, Connor. That closes out this segment of the Irish NFL show week one early off-season preview.